This one pizza is based off a uh, pizza place in what's called Mystic, Connecticut. And it's a pizza place called A Slice of Heaven. Now, Julia Roberts stars in this particular film called Mystic Pizza. It's like a pizza in Mystic, Connecticut. And that's what this film is based on. And we're going to take it minute by minute to figure out why we're talking about pizza in this discussion. So you're up here for a, what is it, Shivuo? Shivuo. Shivuo? You've mixed two words. The Shiva part would be somebody died. The Shivuo is a holiday that revolves around cheesecake, basically. <laughs> oh, okay. So I don't know anything about this holiday. Could you explain? That's cheesecake. Yeah. Well, Shavuot basically celebrates getting the Ten Commandments, uh, you know, Moses getting them. However, somehow it has turned into a holiday that basically revolves around eating cheese and specifically cheesecake. Hmm. Okay, so how did that happen? Does the cheesecake have the Ten Commandments on it? No. The excuse that I've heard, although I'm really not so sure this is what really happened, is that before they had the Ten Commandments and all, there would have been a way to make meat kosher. So if you had cheese, you wouldn't have had to worry about making meat kosher. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I okay, seriously yeah, I was about to bring that, that up. So reason. if you're eating a lot of cheese, you're presumably not eating a lot of meat on this holiday. Yeah, you wouldn't be eating meat. You'd be eating cheese. Because, like, what's the deal? Okay, so, it, like... You can't have a cheeseburger if you're Jewish. I don't really keep kosher, so I don't know any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. You can't have a cheeseburger, but can you have like steak and then have cheesecake for dessert? Or what's what? How? What's the rule? So everybody has different rules, and like many folks, there's a tendency to assume whatever my rules are that everybody else believes that, but that's not true. So I've heard anything from about. Two hours afterwards, you can't eat it to about six hours afterwards. Oh, okay. So that's a long time. So you really couldn't just have, like, meat no, for a meal really, and then cheese really for a dessert. Right then. No, there's a break. It's not like, you know, going swimming. However, people do what they want to do. And lots of people, you know. <laughs> I thought it was like um My parents, for instance, will just do it afterwards. They would eat the dessert. Right. Sure, but not at the same time. Well, but they would eat it after. They have to, like, rinse their mouths out or something. No, I think they just wait till the end of the meal. I thought it was from the part where, like, uh, Moses comes down from the mountain, you know, after getting the Ten Commandments, and everybody's eating cheesecake. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, what the hell, guys? Like, I missed that part. I walk away for ten minutes, I come back, and you're all eating cheesecake. Was that the Golden Calf that was actually It's Golden a Calf golden brand cheesecake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Possibly. <laughs> oh, babe. So, uh, like, but you actually got off for this holiday. So, I work for the Jewish Federation of Broward County, and those holidays, which you're not supposed to work on, we get off. When I was So, is this a, kid, a high holiday? Usually referred to Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur as the high holidays. However, there are... If it's a tier? Is this, like, the next tier down? Yeah. There, so, there more are holy than Hanukkah. Yeah, Hanukkah is not really considered a holy ho- holiday. So mm-hmm. the the major ones are Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Passover, Sukkot, and Shavuot, and those are the holidays that at least part of the holiday you can't work for. And so if it falls during a work day, we get off. I so see. I have simply decided that Shavuos each year is a great time to come visit you. See, I was like under like I mean I didn't know anything about this holiday, and because of the Shiva part of it i assumed no, 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 that this was oats. i assumed that this was one of the like depressing 
ones, you know? No. Mm. What are the depressing ones? I would assume you're referring, first of all, to Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, that's pretty depressing. There's a couple other ones, like there's Yom HaShoah, which isn't a biblical holiday, but is It's like a Holocaust remembrance kind of thing. Yeah, there, there's some other. All right, well, anyway, this is the Mystic Pizza Minute. Now that you've gotten your full of religion for... <laughs> well, never. I'm never full of religion. Uh, this is a podcast in which we discuss the 1988 Julia Roberts movie, uh, Mystic Me. Pizza. Yeah, I got a little off on that one. Welcome we watch it a minute at a time, having never seen it before. I'm David Holford. I'm John Windsor. And with us, again, we have... David's mom. Barbara and, Levin, welcome to the show. And I am going to make one quick comment since you've been asking me all about this holiday. You know what would be a good thing to eat on Shavuot? Pizza. Oh, yeah. That's a great, like, it's almost like a cheesecake. It's like if you heat it up a cheesecake, yeah. it just turns into a pizza. Yeah. It's basically pizza would be a perfect. It's a, a tomato a cheesecake. Perfect, yeah. yeah. Ooh, I wonder if there is tomato cheesecake. <laughs> like, that sounds yeah. like there not that good. You can just, like, invent it. Like, why not? Tomato is kind of sweet. Like, uh, probably a good way you can yeah. Isn't tomato technically a fruit? Mm-hmm. Technically it is. So, like, you put fruit on cheesecake, why not put some, like, you know, sun-dried tomato slices on top of your cheesecake? If you sun-dried, I could see. Yeah, they'd have to be dried. Tomatoes are real wet. You don't want a wet cheesecake. Well, Although they do cherry Especially cheesecake. a wet tomato yeah, cheesecake. Yeah, cherries are wet. I'm a big fan of cherries. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, what happens in this minute? I'll answer that right off the bat. Not a whole lot. Not a whole There's a lot of facial expressions. Yeah, yeah, there's some good acting going on, mostly of the non-verbal variety. Yeah, there's some uh, some pretty good drunk acting. There's there's they're still singing Sepataya, which yeah. is the uh, Portuguese electric slide. <laughs> which uh, I really uh, I liked that song and what it adds to this scene. It like mm. it like hits the right tone in my opinion. That song uh, can really get in your head. Uh, like it's almost like uh, the the, the Havanagila. Uh-huh. Like uh, you know how you can just do Hava Nagila for like forty five minutes. Oh, like, you're talking to the choir, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for like like nonstop. Like you can just like like you know an hour and a half goes by and you're like, wait, are they still doing Hava Nagila? This like this started forty five minutes ago. Yeah, so mostly I would but describe- like is that kind of song because they're just repeating the same thing over and over again and it's getting louder and everybody's getting drunker and you know great song. Uh, I would describe this scene as mostly being like scenes of a wedding. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. specifically a Portuguese wedding, or I guess, <laughs> I guess that's what Portuguese weddings are like. Uh-huh. A lot of weddings are kind of pretty similar. Everyone's Borat dancing. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, have you, like, what did you guys think about this wedding? Like, did you notice anything that, like, reminded you of other things? Or uh, there's a little bit of circle dancing going on, which that reminds me a little bit of some but Jewish no stuff. Chair dance. Yeah. Although, if they did dance. a cheer dance, they would have hit the ceiling, because I don't think they had the ceiling height of there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're just in a restaurant. I've never been... you ever been to, like, a, a wedding that's not in, like, a traditional hall? I was to a oh, wedding like... outside in, in a park, and they mm-hmm. had a wedding watermelon instead of wedding cake. Oh, yeah. That's yep. cool. So it was a real hot wedding. Actually, they started out with a wedding cake and a wedding watermelon, but the wedding cake melted. Oh, yeah. They got an ice cream cake? No, they just had a regular cake. And it, it was melted? Really quite warm. It was a pretty hot it day. It was not looking happy, so they just had a wedding watermelon. I went to like a, a, like a tent up? I don't think so. No? That's weird. So it was I, don't, like, I don't remember. It was it's like an like open air yeah. wedding. That's cool. Was it like in the nighttime? Like, would it get no, dark? No, afternoon. Weird. I went to um, a pre- prior guest of the show, both of them. Uh, mm-hmm. Hannah and Addison's wedding, mm-hmm. uh, and that was in a park. But then the reception was in a more traditional sort of venue. It was in a uh, a brewery. Yeah, 
which you know. I don't know if that's exactly traditional. They had a well, it was like a large Although room. It was, it was, yeah, it was the kind of thing. That we, clearly, that was what the purpose of the room was was for large parties. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was a nice time. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been to a wedding reception that wasn't in like a wedding reception hall. Yeah, I'm trying to think about it. Um, It'd be cool too. Go I mean, to like I, you know, I want to do something like that for my wedding. I don't want anything about my wedding to be traditional whatsoever. You uh-huh. know? So you're gonna like not have the bride wear white. She's gonna wear black she or red wear instead. You guys should she do a, a scuba diving wedding. That would be pretty cool. Everybody's that scuba diving. Everybody's underwater. Yeah. You, you like, like but at an aquarium, so it's like in one of those big tanks. You can't exactly breathe uh, at this wedding. Oh, so like, so you wouldn't have to have the guests in the scuba. They could just stand on the other side of the glass, oh, and then there's like neat. a priest. And I bet that's been done. It has I'm to quite have been, sure done. It's been done. Yeah, by scuba people. So uh, in this minute, we kind of see Charlie work his way through this wedding scene, and he mm-hmm. kind of works his way to the back. And Daisy's back there, and she's serving ice cream directly out of the fridge. Mm-hmm. Which I just thought was a funny little. Detail. Yeah, they have all the the wedding food in the Mystic Pizza fridge. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't think they're serving pizza at Mystic Pizza right now. No, I guess not. Even though the wedding, we should say that the wedding reception is taking place in Mystic. Well, pizza. it seems like it's probably the end of the wedding reception, judging by the number of children smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. <laughs> possibly. I will say that serving ice cream directly out of the fridge like that, leaving it open. I'm thinking that the health department was not aware of. Of quite how their their standards are at this pizza place. What kind of that was, ice cream was weird looking too? It was like gray. Yeah, because like, uh, they left the fridge door open all the time. It's all freezer print. Maybe it was like you know black and white. Mm. Cookies and cream. Yeah, and uh, so anyway, Charlie w- w- works his way back, and uh, Daisy is back there with her mom, mm-hmm. Mrs. Arujo, who got a, a real short haircut, real nice haircut. Yeah, she's looking good. Mm-hmm. But she's looking angry. Well, at first she looks angry at Charlie's presence, but then she, you know, it's this is all in, done in facial expressions. She kind yeah, of like barely any dialogue. She considers his presence, and then she finally she gives him like a forty-yard stare. But then basically. she's like, "Tread carefully." Basically, that's like what her expression says. Yeah, right. She gives him. Well, she, you know, she turns around with this tray of glasses, and then he just stares at her. She stares right back. I would say scowls back. Basically, she's he's, like, "I'll allow it, counselor," not, but. Head carefully. Yeah, so she gives him the tray. That might be, like, symbolic in its own way. Like, she gives him the tray of glasses, like, okay, it's yours now, buddy. Those those were not drink... At first, I thought that maybe they were bringing out shots of some sort of, like, you know, clear... Yeah, those were those, like, Sunday. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but it seemed like she was bringing the glasses out when she intercepted him, but really she should have been standing there by the fridge. I think that was a mistake on the film Maybe part. it's like a scoop-your-own-ice-cream kind of bar, you no, know? Th- that would imply that the ice cream was out there in the serving area, but it was actually in the fridge. Right. As previously noted, so. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe she was just pulling, like, what her daughter Kat had done earlier, like, with bringing out the uncooked pizza. She got, like, ah. confused, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, I guess I'm serving these empty glasses to people. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Might as well just walk away because I'm not in control of anything my daughters do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so, like, uh, Mom, you had uh, an observation or a comment that you made about uh, Kat specifically. So this wasn't so much from this moment, but I I kind of have a complaint about, in general, movies, and this one picks up there, and that is um, that they stereotype the smart girl as being very plain. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure I understand why it should... Why should they always play the smart girl as being plain? Well, wouldn't they just be just as likely to be pretty? Like movies have a language of their own that isn't necessarily uh, like 
rooted in realism necessarily because everyone in a movie is more attractive than like real people. Yes, know? that's true. But like they... even the plain person is very attractive. So maybe it's not so much the stereotype is that smart people are plain, but maybe it's dumb people are beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey. however it is, the stereotype that they push for is you can be either beautiful or smart, but you can't be both. Right. It's like the pattern in like a smarter woman's head is uh, it's like either I'm either going to focus on uh, you know books or on the books or looks. You know. Yeah. I think it's a little bit of just laziness. Like you know, they're trying to use stereotypes because people are familiar with stereotypes, and so it's like a shorthand that mm-hmm. they can use in. That may be true, but they don't do the same thing on men. Right. Men can be brilliant and smart and rich and handsome. Yeah, like Tim Travers, for instance, is, like, probably the most handsome of the men in this movie, and he's also, like, smart and rich. Right, I mean, that's Mm -hmm. that's supposed to be the deal. It's just only women that can only be one or the other. Maybe it's like, uh, you know, if you're out in public and you're dressed very plainly and you're, like, an intelligent person, maybe it's, uh conveying to other people like other like-minded people like it's saying you can come up to me or like instead of just looking at me come up and talk to me and you know then you'll find out how like smart my brain is not just you know don't just look at me and be like oh she's hot you know well i do think people like take on affectations of intelligence that can include appearance like Mm -hmm. It's not unheard of for a smart person, like an academic type person, to wear fake glasses or something. Mm-hmm. You know, that's true. Well, yeah, like she wants to look like a librarian because she's always in the library. Yeah, but I don't think that that's what the point is on these movies. Usually, in the movies, the person is plain and wishing that they could be popular and beautiful like the others. They're usually it's a different message in movies. It's usually. Hey, you guys out there that aren't Einstein, you shouldn't feel bad because actually you get the better deal. These smart people actually are socially inept in most movies, not in this mm. one. Mm. Not very pretty, socially inept, and don't get the guy. So maybe they feel that a good-looking, intelligent woman would be intimidating to an audience or something. Possibly, yeah. I don't know. Well, that's um, that's kind of Daisy's role, you know. Daisy's uh, very good-looking, and she's also pretty intelligent, you know. She's like, street smart. Nothing really uh, comes up in this movie that like uh, conveys Daisy as kind of like a stupid person. Now, the only people that are portrayed as being stupid are like Jojo and Bill. Yeah. Like, both of them kind of are a little bit of dummies. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I don't know. Is Kat that smart, though? <laughs> like, do you think she's going to do well at Yale? <laughs> I think she's going to do well academically at Yale. She's going to make a lot of dumb decisions. You don't think like, she's going to get socially. chewed up by it and just be like... Wow, I am just way in over my head. Yeah. Maybe, uh, you know, you could say that she's going to make a lot of dumb decisions, like, socially, but do well academically, but she also has Daisy for a sister. Mm. So Daisy's probably taught her a lot of lessons uh, in the other direction, you know, so she might be prepared for all the non-academic things that happen in college because she has... I think her botched relationship with Tim Travers is an important lesson on that, too. That is true. Because, like, even... Okay, so let's say that... It had worked out with Tim Travers that indeed Phoebe had been correct and that her parents were getting a divorce or had been incorrect, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, or it caused them to get a divorce, right? And so let's say she got into a relationship with him, and then she's like the caregiver of Phoebe, basically, because she's like already kind of like a substitute mother. Mm-hmm. Does she go to Yale then, or does she get trapped into this like kind of marriage? Thing? She would go to Yale, but. Uh in that case she probably wouldn't do too well in Yale 
because uh, she's uh, like almost trapped in uh, something that she shouldn't be in. You know, mm-hmm. it's like she can either be in Yale or be somebody's girlfriend. She can't be both, and not just somebody's girlfriend, but like somebody who's like you know over a decade older than her, mm-hmm. and you know is already established and stuff. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Like she would go to Yale, and then halfway through her, you know. Halfway through her Yale, uh, you know, stay there, like, you know, two years into the four years, if she's still with Tim, he might be trying to convince her, like, you know, you can just come back home, like, I already went to college, you can, you know, <laughs> but I can do this for you. On the other hand, Nikki is a professional in her own right, and might mm-hmm. even be the primary breadwinner in, in, in the, uh, the family, since she's, like, on this extended business trip. Mm-hmm. I don't think you go on extended business trips unless you're, like, well compensated. Right. You know. That's true. Um, and actually, it would be a family that values education, since Tim also went to Yale. I think that if she were to become involved, in fact, she would finish up at Yale. Yeah. And they've already shown that they could hire a babysitter if it was needed. So I don't see why she would why she would quit. Yeah, I guess. Well, you're right. because uh, Tim is like a toxic person. <laughs> and, uh, he makes a lot of poor decisions for cats. Well, he's making. A specific subset of poor decisions. Mm-hmm. It's a set of subset uh, subset of decisions that a lot of guys make who think with a part of their anatomy other than their brain. Yeah, Tim Travers. <laughs> <laughs> Carve it on his tombstone. Yeah, but uh, like the tombstone no. pizza. No, maybe I myself am buying into the stereotypes that you were describing there because I'm like, oh, she's like intelligent and stuff. She shouldn't be worried about romance and such you know she's like wasting her time with that or you know I'm thinking like, people that go to Yale and Harvard and all they they have relationships and get married and all yeah mm-hmm. they can and have it all in fact in his in this case if she got involved and they actually got married she would be in a position to um, study without having to work probably mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good point yeah like uh, so when she gets to Yale she should like immediately find somebody else that could support her. Because probably. she's probably going to have to hold four jobs while she's there. Yeah. yeah. She she's already has three. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that we know that's of. the problem with poor people going to college. It's not that they're not as bright, but... Well, she has a really partial hard. scholarship. A partial scholarship going to a place like Yale would be very, very little of the money. She's still going to have to work, and that is an advantage. You take somebody like... We'll pick on our, our current president do you you take somebody like that they can go do. to college and they don't have to work they can you know they can get a tutor they can you know somebody who's poor has to work and all at the same time Winter, do you remember in high school they had like the assembly where they would announce all of the scholarships that people got mm, vaguely i went to one of those and I, I i don't know what their like uh system was for determining whether or not these scholars it was like all honor system i guess people mm-hmm. could self-report because Somebody, uh, they were like reading him off, and I forget who it was, but they were like, so and so received a scholarship, a full ride to Grundle University. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. And they actually said it. Like, yeah, out loud, in assembly. Yeah. Grundle University. Oh, man, that person probably got like a detention. Uh, they yeah. probably didn't care by that point, they already graduated. Yeah. Remember when we stopped pep rallies for good? <laughs> like, I don't think they have those anymore still because um, we were supposed to, we were the Pencrest Lions and we were supposed to uh, spell out lions by like yelling L I O N S, lions. But every, like, like the, the, okay, the plan was instead of spelling lions, we were all going to spell penis. <laughs> and I was like, that would be funny if that worked. And then it was like, time to do it. And I was like, are, are we going to do it? 
And then everybody did it. Like, hands down, it was the clearest thing. that was the last time you had a pepper sandwich? That was the last time we ever had pepper alleys. Pencrest got itself into... The student body at Pencrest got itself into weird trouble. Like, apparently after we left, like, uh, our editor of the show, Steve Richardson, uh, is oftentimes still a little bitter about our school having burnt down his school's, uh, like, sports building or whatever yeah did we Your do that i think we i think we beat up one of their mascots too that was that was uncool yeah pengrass was kind of like a had a bit of a reputation uh-huh pot crest well yeah, that, there was that reputation that was among others we um our uh 2004 uh prom which is a really nice prom it was at the uh the park hyatt in uh mm-hmm. center city philly and um pengrass was never allowed back there again well i went I forget where the... I, I went to the 2000... I was dating someone that graduated in 05. Mm-hmm. So I went to that prom, and that was... I forget where that was. It could have... I'm not sure if it was... I guess it wasn't there, if, if yeah. what you're saying is correct. But yeah, I don't think we were allowed was, back there. It was some big hotel on Broad Street. There was a... Uh, there was there were, uh, there was a little too much cocaine, I think, at our uh, prom. <laughs> is there and, a correct uh, amount of cocaine? If there was a little yes, too much? Yes, I would say yes. There's there, a correct, there there's a correct certainly amount. certainly a correct amount of cocaine, and we went way overboard with it. We were, just, <laughs> okay. we were the cocainist prom that they've ever seen. And apparently there was some, you know, like standing in a circle stuff going on in the middle of the dance floor with some of the, the ladies and the, the, the boys... Yeah, we. I didn't see that, but you know, I like you know, looking around the prom, I was I was like, I felt like real proud of myself while I was there. I was like, wow, I guess I'm really not that bad of a person because, <laughs> because look at all these like coked up rich assholes and the trouble that they're getting in. Yeah, it was awful. But and I guess I was possibly unaware of this at the time. Mm. I mean, yeah, everybody was up until that night. <laughs> I mean, I didn't go to And then my, it was like, oops, we all have a problem. I had been dating somebody my senior year, but we broke up before prom, so I just didn't go to prom. Yeah? Yeah. I should have gone anyway. Ah, I went to the next prom. I, uh, I broke up with the person that I went to prom with, mm. uh, but we still went together. Like, that was cool. She was cool. We're still cool. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. It was just like, you know, a thing. But yeah, that, that was weird. Like, I, I didn't know how to handle that because, like, I asked her to prom when we were going out, and then we stopped going out. And then I was like, wait, are we still going to prom? Yeah, it's awkward in high school because I don't know about you, but all of my relationships in high school lasted, like, about a month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one was, yeah, about, like, three weeks, maybe a month. Yeah. But uh, prom was coming up, and, like, we were kind of dating, and then she was like, yeah, I don't think we're dating anymore. I was like, oh, you know, bummer, but we still going to prom? She's like, yeah, I'm still going to prom. Well, I think what happened in my case was I think I had asked, uh, like, my girlfriend at the time to go to the prom, and then she was like, well, I already agreed to go with this other guy, mm-hmm. and and then shortly after we broke up. Yeah. So, you know? Yeah. So I, I perhaps had a little bit of a distaste for it, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, prom sucked, actually. <laughs> like... It was just like an Prom sucked experience. in the way that it was like super awkward. Yeah, like, it was like one of the most awkward experiences it, of like, my entire life. You know, you're supposed to spend that whole year, you know, prom's coming up. You're supposed to get all that awkward stuff out of the way. And then prom's real fun and not awkward, but no. No, like, no. No. I, I kind of wish there had been more cocaine and like circle <laughs> yeah, jerks or yeah. whatever happened on oh, the Oh, man. If, you know, if, if I knew then what I know now, I would have I gotten in on that. So uh, anyway, <laughs> who do we think won this minute? Minute 98. Uh, well, hold on. Not much happens. Did we talk about the JoJo scene where she sits down next to her mom? Oh, no, we didn't mention that part. Okay, so 
Jojo is out and about on the floor dancing with Bill, and then she sits down to, what is she, eating ice cream? Yeah, they're all eating ice cream. And she sits down kind of in the middle of this group of larger women. Yeah, they're like Like, old old fat ladies, basically. Yeah, they all have like leathery looking skin and, you know, big, Mm -hmm. like thick arms and stuff. Yeah, so she plops herself down in the middle of these people and she's the smallest one there. She's looking around like... And I think the expression on her face is like, oh, God, this is like... It's like the story that she told in the beginning about how, like, you know, she was going to be picking fish scales out of her shoes and, and stuff. children crawling all over. Yeah, she was like, my nightmare is about to come true because these people are me in 30 years. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, a lot 40. of the older women in Mystic appear to be portrayed in as having aged in this certain specific way. Yeah, so you can say that uh, JoJo does not win this minute, although it's her wedding, you know, she's going to ultimately win. Well, she she won earlier. It's not going like to be... she won off camera. It's not a bad yeah. wedding or anything, but it's a bad realization that she's having right now. So I would say the other main players in this minute are Charlie. Charlie. Daisy and Daisy's mom. Daisy's mother, who I even wrote, Mom Loses. Really? Why, now, why do you think she loses? she just had the most unhappy look on her face and well, I think she not, kind of got over it a little she's bit. She's not like, winning any minutes. Well, how about Tim? I mean, he's got one Well, Tim's more not chance. even there. Oh, you oh. mean Charlie. I'm, I'm sorry, not Tim. Charlie. Yeah. I mean, he's got a, he's got another chance to so, to try with Daisy. So, his, uh, so Daisy's mom hands him the tray, and then he kind of saddles up next to Daisy by the fridge. Mm-hmm. And she, like, is just starts loading or is about to start loading ice cream into it without even looking as to who's holding the tray at yeah. the very end of the minute like we see she makes eye contact with him mm-hmm. like but i'm just thinking that like so many of us wish we could have a redo yeah what do they call it a mulligan and a mulligan mm-hmm. yeah and and in a way that seems his take mulligan. that glengarry glenn ross minute yeah <laughs> we, uh, we, re- we remember our words <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, it was just a really obscure reference to, like, episode one of the Glengarry Glen Ross Minute. Where they were trying to remember the word they mulligan. They were trying to remember the word mulligan. <laughs> they couldn't do it. Uh, ah! So, yeah, no, I, I kind of buy that. I, I think Charlie could be the winner of this minute. Uh, I do not think that Charlie is the winner of this who minute. Who would you like to? Yeah, well, who would you nominate in I set? would nominate uh, Kat for the winner of this minute for just looking so nice. Well, I don't even remember what Kat's doing. There was a big hug in the beginning between oh, her hug. and Leona, and Leona says, uh, don't mess up my dress. Yeah, she says, hey, you're messing and up my dress. And then Kat just kind of turns around, you know, surveys the situation and smiles, and she just looks real nice. Why does she care if she's messing up her dress? Is she planning on... Oh, she didn't care. That's a way of saying, I feel embarrassed to be uh, to be doing this and to be in this close position. It's like, let's pretend this never happened. Take yeah. the money, run. Yeah. And let's both just turn around and, you know, go our separate ways. And never speak yeah. of this again. Yes, uh-huh. that was kind of the don't ruffle my dress. Okay, yeah. so, yeah. Um, but... I'm going to say either Kat won the minute or uh, the Wedding Singers won this minute because they're just, okay. they're just up there. They're like, they're at the peak of this song. They're belting Actually, it out. I'll, they're all I'll red in the face. Yeah, the, the song ends like right at the end of this minute. So mm-hmm. like this, if, if there's so going to be a time to give them yeah. the okay, award, this is it. Mm-hmm. So the singers of Sepatia, is it? Sepatia. They are the winners of know the, Minute 98. I want to know the rest of that song. I'm going to go around my work singing it. We looked up what the lyrics meant in English. And it was it's nothing. It was so ridiculous. It's about shoes. Yeah. It's like somebody shoes? takes a, somebody takes their shoes to a priest, and <laughs> the priest is like, cool. 
<laughs> well, maybe it's a good drunken song, that being the case. Yeah, I think that I think that's the case. It, it doesn't matter what it's about, it's just that it's a fun song to sing. And keep in mind, when we had the blue suede shoes from Elvis Presley, so I mean, there's, there's precedent. Yeah, I that's think true. of it as being more the uh, the Portuguese chicken dance. Ah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I'm sure they have one of those, though, and it's probably better than our chicken dance. All right, well, uh... I think that's going to just about do it for this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, Steve Richardson, for editing this fine program. That's Steve Richardson. Do you know his middle name? Uh, Albert. I thought it was uh, Bertrude. Bertrude, Stephen Bertrude Richardson. Yeah. Uh, and uh, thank you to Bungler for our awesome theme song. Paul Bungler Hughes. Thank you, Mom, for coming on our show and putting up with this nonsense. And for arranging it so that you can have one of your hosts. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. Like the show would be just Windsor if yeah, it wasn't for you. Exactly. Yeah. If not for that fateful day. <laughs> when was that again? And where? <laughs> All right. I think it's going to just about do it. Uh, toodaloo. Bye. See ya.